When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Hello, welcome to Chesi Hour. My name is Meads and I'll be your host for this one. Um, I'm smiling a little bit, um, not because I'm happy with what I've been seeing, but a couple of good moments for my boys. But yeah, joined by two very distinguished gentlemen. Once again, Jay, Shems. Jay, what are you saying to me, bro? Yeah, man. Happy for once after a game, bro. Fucking hell. <laughs> These guys, man. It feels like it's been a while, is not it? It feels like um, it's been a while. <laughs> if you had a hairline, bro, it would be going even further back, fam, because these men are just killing me, bro. What the, the stress is crazy. Shems, what are you saying, bro? Hairline intact, yeah? As always, you know, I've got the good jeans. <laughs> I've got good jeans, man. What can I say? What are you man? <laughs> hey, listen, listen, there's so much to get through. Obviously, since the last pod, we've played two games. We've got another one coming up against Wolverhampton in the league. Um, but first, I want to touch on the dramatic winning Russell tonight um, against, yeah, in the Carabao Cup quarterfinal. Big game. Um, and there was a lot of pressure going into it. You could just tell. Um, like, things have not been going well for Poch at all, to be honest. Um, results are up and down, more down than up. Um, you can see the fans are not really believing. The players also not really believing. So, uh, it, he needed a massive win today. Um, and it it started off really, really badly. Obviously, in the first couple of minutes, Caicedo should have been sent off. Um and boy, but first off, actually, let's not let me not jump straight into the game. Um, as you want to talk about the lineups, tactics, and you know, general approach. So, when you saw the lineup, Shemi, Jay, was it the same? Oh, same shit again. Four, four, four centre backs, or were you quietly optimistic? Let's go, you, yeah, first. Um, 
I think, like, obviously, sometimes when you look at the selection, it's a bit hard at times because you know that, obviously, you've got certain, like, injuries and you know that they're trying to be cautious with some players. So, in a way, you, you want to try... Sometimes you want to cut him some slack, but then you also want to look at it and be like, we've got fullbacks there, we've got options. Do you know what I mean? And even if Gusto, like, I get it, if, you, if you're being cautious with Gusto or whatever, um, that's fine. But, like, Matson, I think still gives you a, a, a natural fullback option and, and that, that part is just a bit frustrating. I think the thing with Enzo as well at the moment is a bit up in the air. Like um you, we we know we've got one midfielder, one more midfielder to come back, but then we watch a game last week um where Caicedo and Gallagher have a pretty solid game and, and obviously we win the game as well. And it's like I know he came off sick today, so I'm not gonna read too much into, you know, um us winning a, another game without him, but we also look quite solid. Do you get what I'm saying? So there's a lot, there's a lot to speak about when it comes to to the team selection at the moment with Pochettino. I think there's, I think a lot of fans would agree that he kind of, he's kind of shooting himself in the foot a little bit with a lot of selections that he's had, um, and a lot of a lot of fans just expect a, a little bit better from him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. it's frustrating at the moment. I think. Poch's actions are frustrating and the, the injuries are also just as frustrating as well. Yeah. Shems, talk to me because we, we, we have a little back and forth. We have a little tussle sometimes when it comes to the team and how, how we're operating. But obviously, again, you saw the fullbacks, you saw the team structure. How, how are you feeling going into the game? Um, I was quite optimistic, to be honest. Um, I, thought we'd, I thought we'd get a result. Um, not too sure why, but I just thought we'd be up for it, and it turns out we were. Um, in terms of the team selection, I didn't have any quarrels um, apart from Gusto not playing right back, um, simply because um, with with Matson, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm I've succumbed to the fact that I don't think Poch really rates Matson like that, um, despite him having a good preseason and Poch speaking highly of him, etc. But it's quite clear that he doesn't really fancy him because he's had numerous opportunities to play him. Um, at left back, but he's you know he's just not done it, um, and he would rather unbalance the team. So, i.e., he'd rather play Kukurea right back and Cowell left back than play Matson. Do you know what I'm saying? Or he would rather play Gosto at left back than play Matson. So, it, like for, to me, it was quite clear way before this game that you know Matson's probably not going to get looking. But I think so you, you've one, just given up on it, basically. You've, you've given yeah, I've given up on that one. Yeah, give on that one. But Augusta one was was disappointing. Um, other than that, it was pretty much what I expected. I mean, you know what? I kind of I, there was murmurs that Enzo wasn't quite right before the game, so I was expecting to be honest. There'd just be Gallagher um, and Caicedo with um, Palmer in the ten. So I think we tried it before, if I'm not mistaken. And it looked okay. I mean, Palmer wasn't really involved in that game. Um, but I kind of want to see it again. I want to see him more, more familiar. But I think the last couple of games, we kind of preferred him wide right because he has more influence on the game. But, yeah, the team, again, when I see it and I see the lack of dynamism out wide, obviously, if you think about it, Cole Palmer's playing out wide. So you're not going to get a natural winger. He's going to try and cut inside. You've got the sassy who's going to be doing his best attempt of overlapping and being an attacking threat, but he's a centre-back. He's not a, a right-back. I know he played there for Monaco at times, but he that is not his game. Um, and again, Levi Cole, 
a centre back playing at left back. So you're already handicapping yourself. Um, so I was very, very concerned. Um, I, I won't lie. I didn't um, think that we'd have enough um, from an offensive standpoint to really trouble Newcastle. Can I just touch on the, the Palmer thing, Palmer position? I actually think, yeah, I think he's better at what, um, from a, coming from a right position just simply because um, I think against these teams, when he plays 10, so short against Sheffield United, he gets it's easy to crowd him out. Um, but then when he moves, when he comes from the right-hand side, I think he finds it easier to, to, to find the pockets, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. like, And I feel like today, um, so let, let's say we started with Palmer in the middle, um, and let's say Enzo, let's say Enzo was on the bench, and if he, if he wasn't right yet, um, if you look, if you actually looked at the game, the way Newcastle set out, they had a bank of five and a bank of four, and that bank of five was really, really rigid. Like it was, it was, it was just a straight line the whole game, and I don't think Palmer would have been able to influence it at all. Um, and and also Newcastle were very good at just shuffling across. Um, so like wide play, so obviously Sterling tr- w- was trying, but most of his better moments came centrally. So it was really difficult out wide for anyone to really do something. That's where fullbacks would have been very helpful in terms of overlapping. But we didn't have that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't... I, I mean, I, I, think, hear, I hear you. But, I, I, I do hear you. Um, but I also thought today against Newcastle, and we'll, talk, we'll touch on the game a little bit in, in a bit more detail later, but I thought Palmer's influence centrally was actually quite good. Because I think he was the one that was... Finding the pass into Gallagher, finding the pass into Jackson, finding the pass into Raheem. And, of course, naturally, that wasn't his base position. And I think Broyer came on and it was kind of situated on the right at times. Um, and that allowed, um, yeah, that allowed Broyer, um, sorry, that allowed Palmer to, to kind of be stationed more um, centrally. So I think he might actually be more influential if you give him the licence to just be the guy that probes. Um, but I also understand yeah. that he becomes more of a threat as a player because I think more cent- when he's more central, he could and deeper, he could be a bit more of a, a playmaker, for example. But yeah, he, when he's out he, wide, he, he's more of an all-round threat. So I get what you're saying. He's dangerous centrally, but I just I just prefer it when he starts from wide and comes in. I think when he starts in the middle, yeah. it's easy to crowd. I think like with any number ten, by the way, not just him. It's, yeah. it's just it can in certain games. It can get easy yeah. to just crowd them out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's what I thought. But no, I agree with you. I think he was definitely proven at finding those passes. I think you need to have a lot going on around him as well, though. Like the quality from the other guys, it needs to be much better if you are going to have him central because it's not that he's he can't do anything when he's central. Of course he can. But like the thing is, if, if everybody else is easy to defend against, then others can afford to come out of the space and... And, and pressure him a little bit more. Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas if they're if they're really worried about the other guys, which is normally what they do with with teams like City, they're so worried about the other guys that they can't really come out and and like crowd out the number ten or whoever's playing in that role because realistically they can't leave Haaland, they can't leave Bernardo Silva, they can't leave Greedish because they're offering that kind of quality that you know they need to be paid close attention do you get what I'm saying whereas with our guys I feel like Sterling or, or Mudrick might be a little bit static at times or you know like I, I just feel like they're not potent like that at the moment and so teams can afford to maybe leave one with a little bit more space than they usually would do you get what I'm saying so yeah. but I think mainly the reason why Palmer w- does thrive from the right is because it's just much easier to drift in 
you get what I'm saying? It's just it's much easier to just drift in when nobody really knows the timing of his of his run or the timing of when he's gonna occupy those spaces. Whereas when you're central, you're already there. So it's like they don't really need to try hard to anticipate where he's gonna be. Do you get what I'm saying? So Yeah, I hear you. I, I definitely agree that there is um, I look at our match and I look at our matches in general and I try and go back and watch our games um, at least twice so I'm going to watch back this game tonight but I just feel like there is one there's minimal real combinations um, and just general patterns of play in my opinion I think we're struck we're, we're struggling from a, a, a structural um, failing. Um, but I also think the players just seem like they don't play, they don't, they're, they're like strangers. It's so weird. I think individually, like I look at each other, I look at each of them and I think, Palmer, individually, okay, you're doing good stuff. Jackson, okay, you're, kind, you're doing all right stuff. Sterling, yeah, you're doing all right dribbles and like all right bits and bobs, but I just don't really see any fluidity in that attack. There's no real synergy, if that makes any sense. And it it's really bothering me. Um, I feel like when you see Mudrick and Jackson on the pitch together, there's somewhat of a combination there. There's somewhat of a synergy there. Um, in, even in pre-season, when you cast your mind back, you used to see Mudrick, Jackson and Kunku. There was a synergy there. Um, it just seems like now, and I don't know what it is, I don't know what, because Pot just had more time with these players, I'm struggling to see any real fluidity and just rhythm and chemistry with the attack. And they played with each other for a number of games now. And it's just, it's very, it's worrying for me. It's worrying for me. Um, and, and would you put that down to a coaching issue? Would you put that down to an individual player issue or or what? What, what are you going to tell them? Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to disagree here. I think, personally, I think there are combinations. They're not. I wouldn't say they're consistent throughout the whole 90 minutes, but I do see combinations there, particularly when Palmer's on the right-hand side. Palmer like in, and Sterling's like floating um, and with Jackson. Between those, mainly between those three, sometimes Connor gets involved um, and Enzo when he's playing. I do see combinations there personally. So I think there is a little bit of a chemistry there, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm going to disagree on that point. Um, I think the main problem um, that's holding us back is the lack of balance. It's like, and I said it in the group chat just before we start recording, like 90% of games this season, um, Poch sets up the team and there's a lack of balance from just from kind of whether it's at the back or whether it's at the front. So whether it's playing a defender on the wing that like he was doing at the start of the season or it's having too many defenders, so not having enough fullbacks. So you have um, yeah. um, threats out wide. Um, there's just always something that's unbalanced in the team and that holds us back from really creating high quality XG chances. That's what my, that's what I think is. I don't I, I honestly don't think our build up play is that bad. I think i I think there are combinations. I've seen combinations between the players. They can play they pop it one touch mm. between each other. Um particularly in that right hand that right channel, that right pocket. But I just think we suffer from lack of balance and that and Poch is the person to blame for that. Um I think if he can just make better decisions in terms of who he picks the team can be much better than what than what it's showing. Um, yeah, and the yeah. thing is, I don't even think the team's that bad. It's, it's actually mm. sometimes I watch it, and I'm like, we're actually not that. Particularly since um, since we played Arsenal, there's been bare games where I watched us. I've been like, you know what? Yeah, we're actually not terrible. But there's just one or two things that Poch does from his, from a decision making point of view, and that kind of holds us back. 
That's how I yeah. see it anyway. No, I agree. I agree, man. Like at the at the end of the day, like if you want things to be running a lot smoother in your team with those kind of combinations and stuff like that, firstly you have to get a consistency with your eleven. I, in my opinion, and then you also have to you have to try and get as many players as you can in the positions that they're strong in. Do you get what I'm saying? And and like there's times I do get why he wants Colwell on the left at times because I know about his passing range I know about things like that but if we're being honest we haven't we haven't really seen like 60% of like Colwell's ability on the ball do you know what I mean like him playing left back so and just a lot of the a lot of the the build-up play and stuff like that and even like we'll talk about the goal later but even the goal today like he just looks uncomfortable do you know what I mean like he just looks uncomfortable and when players are uncomfortable I feel like it's going to be hard to to kind of get those patterns of play more consistent. Do you get what I'm saying throughout the season? Like that 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 is one thing you you definitely have to kind of fix up on if you if you do want to see those things more consistently. And and then yeah, like I said before, the injuries is is a thing where it's 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 changing so many things that Poch is doing. And don't get me wrong, like Poch doesn't necessarily have to change what he wants to do all the time because of an injury but we did have quite a lot at the beginning I think the players that got injured didn't help because it's like the players that got injured are probably the ones that you were going to base your style around or base the main stuff that the main things that you want to do in games you were going to base it around them I think Reese is like a big a big big part of how he wanted to play in terms of on that right hand side I think Nkunku is a big part of how he wants to play in terms of the link up up in attack do you get what I'm saying and then Palmer comes late in and all of a sudden we're like our play revolves around Palmer. Do you see what I'm saying? So I do agree with Shemi. I think I think that we do have examples of where we have looked good and where we have had chemistry. Even like I remember when we was keeping the ball against Arsenal, like it wasn't necessarily patterns of play, but even just the way they were keeping the ball, the way they were popping it about, there is a little bit of chemistry there, but you know, the, the manager just has to do better in terms of putting them in the best position, I think, um, yeah. on the pitch for, and, with the selection. And, that. and, and I've, I've, I've spoken about about this and I, I generally, when it comes to rating managers, rating coaches, I always look at coaches and thinking, these men consistently put their players in the best positions to win. And I feel like Poch has consistently failed that lit that's like one of my baseline barometers right that's not even talking about tactical um, um adjustments that's not even talking about in-game management that's not even talking about all the other softer skills and all the other um, intricacies of being a manager he's failing at the one thing where i'm thinking right a good manager tries to set his team out in the best way to win and i look at what he does on a weekly basis and that it, it still baffles me like, the thing where he's playing Enzo as, like, a second striker, confusing. The thing where he's playing Colwell as a left-back, and even when we had fit full-backs, he played Colwell and Reese James at full-back. And he played um, Ben Chilwell at left wing. Like, these are the basic fundamental failings that I'm seeing, and I just, I just for the life of me, don't understand. And, like, obviously, we could talk about injuries as much as we want, but you, you've got academy players. If you really want to maintain your system and maintain your style, 
then you don't play the Sassy at right back. You get a young ball from the from the academy and play him at um at right right back. The same way that Newcastle no, the same way that Newcastle played two young G's and sent him in today. Yeah, it's the same way that we can do the same thing. It's inexcusable for me. Like it's inexcusable for me. I'm not trying to hear. Oh, we've got bare injuries. All right. Well, if you're if the way you want to play hinges on a type of player, Chelsea Football Club will have that type of player to some degree in their academy. If if you really are about that life. Yeah, but you're not. You're not. The truth is, he is not about that. The truth is, he is more concerned about, um, well, you know what? I need to be as solid as possible. He's not really thinking about how am I going to hurt the team. He's thinking more about, well, how the team's going to hurt us. And that is the main mentality that I think is lacking. Like, Because if there's a bit of, um, Jay, you've talked about this for weeks, there needs to be bravery. And the way that we play our matches there is a lack of bravery across the team, which baffles me because we've yeah, got warriors yeah. in our team. I was going to agree with you, like with that, with that point just now. In terms of, we saw it. We literally saw it in front of our eyes today. That when he and I and I saw this early on as well against, um, I think it was one nil against Forest, and obviously we went we went down one nil to that Alango goal. And then when he decided to really be a bit more brave and put everybody on, because then he obviously has to because he's chasing the win, all of a sudden we're creating all these chances and obviously Jackson misses the open goal. But there was a lot of stuff happening. We were looking a bit more dangerous and then all of a sudden it's like, well, why don't you just play like this from the beginning? And it's and it's like that against Newcastle today. Newcastle today is the exact same thing. We, we, we're we losing the game. It gets to that 70... It took him to like the 76th minute to... Or like what was it? Around, yeah, it was around that. It was quite late on, and, and to the point where he where he put on both flying fullbacks in Gusto and, and Matson. Gusto went right back, Matson left back. Mudrick really fast, direct. Um, you know, like we had threats on the pitch, and we we looked dangerous. We did look dangerous, and and obviously that's that's um, ultimately where the, where the goal ends up coming from. I know it was a mistake, but you know we 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 dominated for large periods of the game. You know what I mean? And and I feel like if you're doing that kind of stuff, like you said, like we like we've spoken about before, you just need to be brave. At at some point, you need to be brave and believe in the players that they can go and win this game. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the, the fullback thing, the fullback, the fullback thing is, is is genuinely baffling, to be honest with you, because I am convinced, yeah, that despite the, the performance was good, by the way, probably up there with one of the better performances this season. Um, but I am convinced if we had fullbacks on the pitch that we could we would create higher quality actually chances in that game um right. just because simply because if you if you watch the like midway through the second half yeah um once Newcastle had weathered like the, uh, the storm we kind of ran out of ideas and we just kept on recycling it inside and that's because there was no one to go on the outside you know what I'm saying because Poch clearly Poch clearly instructs um Palmer and Sterling to come in right to be close to Jackson yeah, in the pockets, the which, is, which is not a bad yeah. idea because as we saw against Sheffield United it helps unlock um, at some point it, their quality will help unlock the team right or unlock the opposition but if you've got that yeah you then need fullbacks overlapping if, if you've, you've, you've got Caicedo who can run you've got Gallagher who can run they can cover the spaces do you get what I'm saying so I don't get why there's a re- reluctance to have fullbacks overlapping and creating with his, his best Tottenham team had Kyle Walker arguably the best right back in Premier League history, um, who is 
incredible an incredible athlete bombing down one side way more attacking than times as well way more yeah yeah <laughs> way more attacking than times and um who was on the left and rose rose, rose danny rose yeah. danny rose was prime danny rose he was actually a pretty good left back best period yeah, of his career and he yeah, yeah he and he used to and and Kyle Walker and Danny Rose used to give Tottenham loads. So like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it, man. It's, it's, it is, it's wild. Um, I so, think. So here's my thing, right? And from time, like, I'm no fucking coach. I'm not a coach, bro. But from time I'm seeing early in the game, thinking, watch, if you want to win this game, you take off um the sassy. You take off Sterling, and you 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 take off well you yeah take off Sassi, take off Sterling, and all you need to do is have a natural two natural fullbacks on the pitch, and you will cause havoc. Gusto came on at left back, and already like even though he was on the wrong side, he was causing them problems because they couldn't deal with his speed and they couldn't deal with his dynamism already. Like it, that freed up Sterling. You know, and certainly started to have a bigger impact on the game. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, Poch, what? again, all you, it's like, why are you making it harder for yourself and your players every single week? Because I don't understand. I look at Colwell, there's no way Colwell's happy playing that left back. I know Colwell, for like, for the first couple of weeks, he's thinking, yeah, okay, this is calm, whatever. <clears throat> but there's no way he's playing left back. So I just, I do wonder what he's doing at times. Sometimes it proper baffles me. It proper proper baffles me, but yeah, I, I guess I want to talk about the on Newcastle didn't really offer much in the way of a threat. Um, I think that early tackle on Gordon from Caicedo really rocked him because he he didn't look anywhere near dangerous than than I've seen him. Um, but Newcastle really offered nothing. I think it was a very disappointing performance from them as well. It was very very tepid and passive. Um, from them, I think the odd time they try to activate the press, um, we dealt with it relatively well. But, but generally, man, I thought they were very, think, very disappointed. I think, I think again, um, we snuffed them in midfield, um, and not for the first time. You know, I think our midfield compete uh, in, in the most games. I, I've rarely ever seen our midfield get dominated, um, even despite how bad we've been. At times this season, um, well, I think yeah, I think Gallagher, the industry of Gallagher and Caicedo, um, they work really well together. And I think, especially the last two games, so um, Sheffield United and today, they're really in terms they're they're really on it with the with the interceptions and those second balls. So it allows us to retain the ball and pres- and, and pressure on the opposition, which is really really good. And I think I think that the the intensity. Um, he's really been impressing me as well. You know, we we, we know what Gallagher's about, but he's actually he's doing it in a way, uh, he's channeling channeling it in a way where it's actually allowing him to win possession and show a different side of him, show a different side of his game. We know that he can offer what he can offer going forward, but now we're seeing that, like you know, in that kind of deeper area when we don't have the ball, he's actually able to like activate that ball winning bag, which is really good to see. And I also think as well, Caicedo today. I I I don't know what social media is saying about him. Um, I can imagine people are probably like ops are probably laughing at him, whatever. But I think I actually think he had a good game. Um, the amount oh, of times I saw him, huh? He was he was excellent. the first like couple of minutes where he 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 blamed um, Gordon could have got sent off. I thought he was fucking excellent. I, 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 thought, I thought it was really good. 
I thought there were times where he there, there were times Sorry. where he was like there were, there were times where he was obviously put in stupid positions and dangerous situations, passes that he received under pressure. And Newcastle's press was starting to get a little bit more active, but I thought it was amazing. I, I thought if you look at the amount of times he won the ball back, seven out of nine duels won. I thought he was like he barely lost the ball, like ninety-two percent pass completion. He was he he ran that midfield. He was he was nasty. Like I think every time like um, a Bruno G tries to get the ball, um, their midfielder like he was snuffing them. Like every time, like he, he barely got beat in a duel. Um, and he was the one that enabled him and Connor. They were enabling us to consistently pile on pressure. The second half, a complete fist up in midfield. Like we fisted them up. Like they couldn't breathe. They couldn't breathe. They yeah. couldn't live with the industry. They couldn't live with the pressure. They couldn't live with the intensity. Um, like you said, Shams, it was yeah, excellent, man. Yeah, I think there's one more thing you didn't mention as well. Yeah, but one one of my favorite things about um, Kaiser today, the, the amount of times I saw him break the first line. Um, was oh. really impressive. It was really, really impressive. Whether it was to Gallagher or whether it was to Palmer, whoever he broke that like or to Sterling, he broke that first pass, that first line really, really well. Um, and to be fair, a lot of the team um done it. Badia Shield was doing it really well as well with his penetrative passing. Um, Caicedo, um, Palmer tried, but he, he his one wasn't as successful. But particularly Badia Shield and Caicedo, um. Yeah. They they penetrated that first barrier really really well, and that we need more of that in terms of if we're gonna build if we're gonna build in a way that's like you know decisive, and that's actually gonna get teams turned turned over. We need more of that. Jams in. So yeah, that 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 was positive. Agreed, agreed. I think his ability on the ball is underrated. To be honest, I think there are times where he will get caught out. Um, naturally, because to me he isn't a natural six like that. But I feel like his pass is really good, man. His pass is really good. The amount of times he hit that diagonal to the left hand side, it's excellent, man. I, I think, yeah, Connor and Kaiseido really gave me something today where I felt like there was an intensity about their game that I really, really liked. And again, it's one of those things where when you play against big teams and difficult opposition especially in the bigger games. I trust them to really, really snuff out a midfield. I, I trust them. And I think every game that they've played, in the big games especially, they've done a great job in the midfield, man. They've done a really, really good job. The only game that they didn't do too well in was, well, I mean, I'd say it was okay against United, to be fair. But generally, I just felt like, yeah, the team generally against United were really, really bad. But besides that, man, I felt the midfield, yeah, them two, and Enzo at, at, at times, really, really good. So the midfield balance um, and authority in which they play is is pretty good. I think in terms of Connor, and I think one thing that people are starting to, um, I don't know what it is about Connor. I think he's just a full guy generally, but I think he does frustrate with his final pass. Sometimes it is, well, not sometimes, but quite often it is quite slack. Um, but I think the industry, the ability to win the ball back, uh, it can't be argued, man. It can't be argued. And the talk about him potentially being sold in January, for me, is a complete madness, a complete and utter madness. But, 
Yeah. So after their first goal, it just seemed to be all Chelsea. Um, to be honest, even before their first goal, which was a mistake from Badia Shield, um, which again, I didn't understand. A 3v1, um, Badia Shield had it all under control. Then he didn't, <laughs> made a big mistake, and um, Wilson punished us. And it, that seems to be the theme for Chelsea every single week, where we seem to have the majority of the play. It may not even be a clear-cut chance, but they get a chance, the opposition get a, ch- a chance, and they punish us. Um, I think Jay was going crazy in the group chat, thinking, like, what, like how many times is this going to happen? <laughs> how many times? Um, bro, it's unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable, bro. Like, I do not remember a Chelsea being this error-prone. Like, it's bonkers to me watching our team do this. And... I just think like, oh man, like it's it's worse as well because we normally start off okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one thing if you're under pressure and you're defending well, but and then you make a mistake. But we're not even under pressure like that. We're we're controlling the game, like we're we're popping it about decent. Do you know what I mean? Might even have created a couple chances, and then out of nowhere, something like that happens. Whether it be a keeper yeah. kicks it to whoever, or or what to like a defender miss kicks it, or like poor pass, or you know lack of communication, it's like all these little things are just happening way too much with us at the moment. Way we love too a much. bloody nose, isn't it? We love a bloody nose, isn't it? Chelsea love <laughs> like we love it. Like we we love being comfortable in a situation, and we're just like, all right, okay, punch us. Yeah, and I it think is. I feel like <laughs> Contrast, it's maddening and it's maddening because when you when you're in that situation, think about it, yeah. When you're so over, not overconfident, I don't think we suffer from overconfidence, but there is a complacency that that creeps into our game, and mm. sometimes it's not even complacency. Sometimes it's just complete stupidity and just a, lack of a, concentration. A lack of focus. Yeah, and a lack of focus, and you just get bloody nose. But in boxing. Sometimes if you leave your chin open, you get a one back. Even a guy who's not as good as you, not having performed as well as you for, for a couple of rounds, you get a one back, so you're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like like you can't sometimes if you get knocked down and get knocked out, you can't really recover. You can't really you can't really maintain the same game plan that you had before. And I feel like Chelsea oftentimes left would they get knocked down, may not even be knocked out entirely, but you get knocked down. And then your entire game plan has gone out the window. And it's just maddening. And again, we, that revolves and goes right back to coaching. For me, I just, I don't know if Poch does enough. I don't know if he does enough for me. And um, that's where I'm really, really concerned. So obviously today was a, a, a decent result. But man, watching the game, you just, you're just always looking at him thinking, man, these men are just not well coached. Like, they're not either well coached or, or the, just the structure is just not quite right. And he's not really putting his players in the best position to really thrive. And I just like, I just, it's just alarm bells all the time. There's no time where under Potter I'm thinking at ease, I'm feeling at ease, I'm feeling comfortable with what he's doing. And that's a, that's a mad thing. You know what I mean? I think, I think something that the coach can do as well to help the players in attack, even if they lack that quality that you probably need to, to be really potent, yeah, or as potent as maybe the other top teams, right? What you can do, though, is you can you can encourage them and give them that kind of licence to attack and be very, like, I don't know what the word is, but, like, not, not necessarily express yourself, but 
give them the confidence to let them know that you are completely fine with them kind of just going for the jugular kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Rather than kind of install the mentality that we're going to be, we're going to defend first. Because I don't think that helps the attackers either. I feel, I feel like there has to be a kind of vibe there as well in terms of that you, you want to go and kill this team today. Do you get what I'm saying? Because like, even though, say for example, someone like Tuchel, right? Even though Tuchel was quite defensive in his shape and structure, I'm not saying he's a defensive manager, but in his shape and structure, more time it was it was um, defensive, but he would go out into the game to kill the opponent. That was always his objective. Whereas, like, say, for example, if Pochettino is going out there and he hasn't quite got that same vim in terms of wanting to kill the opponent, I think that can have a, a bit of a... It can have a bit of an effect on the attackers. And I think you see that with the fullback, with that even the whole fullback issue. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, for me as an attacker, if I see that, I'm not as encouraged about how my attacking performance is going to be today. At, at, at the same time, though, sorry, if I jump in, at the same time, though, I hear, I hear what you're saying, but even if Poch went out with the, with the approach to kill the opposition, I don't feel like we have actual killers on the pitch. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. agree. Team, <laughs> I think the team, the team has got, it's got a bunch of good technical players um, who, you know, are suited to you know the possession game as we see in most games we dominate the ball um, and we can work it into good areas. I think my, our, the, the only way I feel like we're going to score a lot of the time is by almost sort of walking not walking into the net, but we need to kind of work it to a position where it's kind of unmissable in a way, kind of like um, the goal mm-hmm. against Sheffield United where Palmer um, where we where we get into the box put a cross on Palmer said to step in like we have to really work it. Do you know what I'm saying with cute play and kind of yeah. be patient. I don't feel like we don't. I don't. How even with our best eleven out here, our best eleven out on the pitch, I see. I don't see anyone that really, really wants to to take shots, um, or really, really has the conviction in front of goal. Um, Palmer likes to when he gets in the round of box, he likes to he likes to pass it off a lot, um, because he's naturally a very unselfish player. Um, Sterling does shoot occasionally, but again, he's not always convincing in his um, striking ability. Uh, Jackson, we know hasn't got that killer instinct, even though he's got a decent amount of goals. We, just, we need to see, we don't know what Nkuku's on just yet. But yeah, none of, none of these men actually want to, like, I don't feel like any of these men have the killer in them anyway. Yeah. What I would say, though, um, today, for example, I think Palmer was forcing the issue with his shooting. And that's something that I did like to see. Um, because I think you're right. One of our issues is that they, there is no killer instinct in in the team, um, I think Jackson is, he flatters to deceive. I think he's busy, um, and chances fall to him, which is a very good trait. But he's a striker or player, in my opinion, that lacks a player his dinner. He's not really trying to go for your neck. And one thing that, especially I speak for myself, but Jay, I know you like players that go for the kill. You know, they smell blood and go for the kill, and I feel like we lack a bit of that. I think. Oddly enough, the only player, obviously other than Nkunku, but one of the only players that we actually have for me that actually has traits of a killer is probably Mudrik because there's just a general threat about it. It is, you know? Yeah, 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 I agree. And and we'll talk about Mudrik because he scored a goal to get us back into the game, but I feel like, I don't know about killer instinct, right? 
because I feel, I still feel like he's quite raw. So I need to really gauge what he is as a player. Because I think for me, as a player, he's more of a creator than more than anything. But I think if you look at his all-round package and what he kind of brings to a team, you can already see that he brings danger. And he does, for me, if the more you play him, the more you get to really figure out what he can actually be. Because, like, I look at Modric and I think impact. That's what I think about Modric, right? Like, when you get a good Modric performance, you're thinking impact and impactful. Um, and I think if you if you coach him, and you can you could probably mould him because he looks like a coachable player. If you coach him, you can turn him into an actual killer because I think... Whilst he, he's not super proficient in front of goal, I don't think he gets into the positions enough to be deadly. But when he is, I think he could score goals. So I'm just out of everyone yeah. else, I think yeah. he probably has that more that killer instinct more than anyone other than Nkunku, if that makes yeah, sense. I, to, to I, I agree. I agree. The reason why I agree, yeah, is because I think, yeah, you're hitting it on the head. I think with Mudrik, um, even though he's incredibly frustrating. Um, just because he lacked composure. Um, however, I think what he does have, yeah, and you see it in in flashes, is like he he he's actually one of the only ones that actually take shots. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying just a minute ago that we don't have any players that take shots. Um, if Mudrik played a little bit more, I would have maybe mentioned him, but because he's kind of like a bit part player, and he, you know, I know he started the last four games, but um, before then it was a bit rough for him to get to get momentum in terms of starts. But when he does play, like he he take he takes shots, and some some of the, some of the shots he takes are like from outrageous kind of angles, um, mm. and you're thinking, and they're quite optimistic. You're thinking like, why are you shooting there? But like he, like you said, he if he smells blood, he'll go for it, um, and he really like when he's when he's confident, he he takes the game to opposition. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's one of the only ones that has a little bit of that in him, um, yeah. but it can be very frustrating because. Um, because he hasn't got that composure to his game just yet. And um, yeah. the execution can be very wild at times that, yeah, like, you know, it just it just looks like he's, he's having a think of him. Do you know what it is as well? And I hear it. And I, I feel like I, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm going to try to um, like rib on Chelsea fans too much, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a mixed thing, right? Because I feel like you want players that, you know, Try try things, right? Um, you you like players that like to be imaginative and speculative at times, um, but I also think that there's like a fine balance in that because Modric isn't established fully, and there's no real trust in what he can bring to a team. He's not going to get away with it. I think you only really get away with these sort of things if you're a bagsman, right? And or you are actually a magician, not on the pitch, and you make things happen regularly. I think if Cole Palmer started shooting from distance every every game, um, he'd get the because I think Cole Palmer has shown that he's been able to carry the team from a playmaking and um, technical standpoint. Um, so he, he kind of has license to do what he wants in terms of shooting. Um, whereas Mudrik is a player that has, some would say, disappointed since he's been here. And it's not really, the start's not really been what he wanted. So, Fans are a little bit more apprehensive with him. They're like, hey, bro, you're not that good. Like, stop shooting, basically. There's that mentality towards him, if that makes any sense. Whereas if it was a Palmer, you're going to be like, all right, let the thing go, bro. So I think there's a bit of that. Um, but and then there's also, if we're being completely honest, 
sometimes, like you did say, Shems, that the, the execution isn't great. But for me, I'm not going to kill a player for trying to make things happen. Even if the execution is not great, I'm not going to kill them. Because I know, especially in Modric's um, type of game, he isn't going to be trying to shoot from 40 yards, 50 yards all the time. You know, He's not going to try and do that. Even today, for example, he put on a beautiful cross for Malo Gusto. Up back, um, across from the left-hand side, um, Gusto um, comes in from the behind and then they get away. It was almost like own goal. But again, like these things, I think he makes things happen. And I don't know. For me personally, I think he should be getting more minutes than Raheem. And I think Raheem, to be fair to him, has had a good start for us. Um, but I just think off the ball, he, he, he really does kill us in terms of the defensive structure. For sure, for sure. It's, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, man. It's, it's very, very lazy. Um, so I'm just trying to think how we can kind of actually play this because we've got a lot of players um, and Mudrick obviously made a difference tonight, got us the equaliser with a very, very good finish. Um, a massive mistake by Trippier. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking moving forward, how do we actually kind of play it really and truthfully? Um, yes, it's a bit of a funny one. It's a bit of a funny I think, one. I, think- I did want to go Sorry, I was just going to say about Mudrik. I think it's funny because I think if you were to clip up all the attackers' um, decent moments in the final third, people laugh at Mudrik, but he's probably got more than most people. Like, I'm not even... I'm genuinely being serious. Like, he, he's come on so many times, flashed the ball across the box, nobody there, put a cross in the box and there's not enough bodies in there. He's beat players for fun at times. And he's, he's like I said, he's, he's played it into someone's path. They just they haven't managed to connect properly. Mudrik's had a lot of moments. Against Everton, he was probably the best player on the pitch in the first half in terms of for Chelsea. We were, we were just poor, but like he was the only one making something happen. Literally, you're the only one making something happen. And people don't want this guy to keep doing what he's doing. Because of yeah. what? Because, because he's losing the ball. Because, he's, because he's, not, he's not shooting it on target every single, every single shot he has. But then you're complaining about Sterling dribbling and losing the ball. Or you're, cons- you're complaining about Jackson missing, or you're complaining about, you know, you're complaining about all these other things. But the one guy that's actually beating his man and getting it, getting the ball into the box and actually got guys scared, you, you don't want him to keep doing what he's doing. Like, you need to believe in the kid instead and maybe see how that works out. Do you get what I'm saying? Believe in the kid and, and actually try to, to tr- maybe try to go through him. Maybe you might, you might need to start going through him because, because at the end of the day, Players are not perfect to begin with, right? And like I know, like I seen uh, at the start, we saw a lot of people talk about the whole, you know, the whole Vinny Junior example and how you know he had periods where he weren't so good. And, and I'm not going to compare his period at Chelsea to to Vinny's period of when he was not great. But um, the the one thing that's clear is that Mudrik has ability, and he has a lot of ability that a lot of wingers do not have. Do you get what I'm saying in terms of like? Even just technically, some of the stuff that he can do with the ball, we've seen it in glimpses. The pace, you you do well to find somebody quicker than Mudrik. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He can shoot. We know he can shoot. We've seen him score for for Ukraine. We've seen him score for for Shakhtar. Those things just don't disappear. He can he can shoot. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, again, it, this is a pot, this is a job for Poch as well. You you've got to, you've got to figure out 
who are the guys that are that have that have the potential to be these guys for you and be, you you might need to be brave. Do you know what I'm saying? Nobody will believe in him at the moment, but that your job as a coach is maybe to do that. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, let's put it like this year. So if you look at if you look at the way in which Mikel Arteta has defended Kai Havertz and protected Kai Havertz in certain games where he's not been performing well, but he just said to the fans, look, get behind him. I, I promise you, I promise you, his performances and his tide will change. Just back him, right? And that got Arsenal fans off his back a little bit. Obviously, they still weren't a big fan of so apprehensive, which is fine. That's the prerogative. But what's happened since? He's gained momentum. He started to score goals, important goals for them. And now... They're starting to turn the tide. You know, the tide's starting to turn. And if, as a coach, you have a responsibility to protect your players, protect your players, and kind of empower them. And I just feel like that's another kind of area where Poch, for me, could be doing a better job. Don't get me wrong. Our fans generally should be doing much, much better in terms of supporting the players. Um but I also think the manager should be kind of orchestrating that too. Um, but generally, I think, like you said, Mudrick is a player that can make things happen. Um, every time Nkunku touched the ball today, the fans got on their feet. But again, really, the one that was making things happen is Mudrick. And I think he can be a very, very key player for us because the talent is definitely there. The talent is definitely there. He just needs a stable platform to play and perform. Um, but that remains to be at the same time. That's that? that's, I said at the same time, he does need to calm down though. Because, oh, sometimes, oh yeah, 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 yeah. sometimes he does too much, yeah. sometimes he does too much, but that's because, but that's also because I think personally he wants to make things happen. And when he comes on, by and large, most of the time, it's because we're chasing a game, so he has, yeah, true, has to yeah. try and make things happen, yeah. It's yeah, when he starts games, yeah, think about it. When he starts games, I don't think he's been really, really bad for us. I think the only times that I think he's been terrible or really ineffective when he comes off the bench and he's having to make things happen in the last 15 minutes. Do you get it? Yeah. And no, I agree. Just things agree. are just not coming off. So I'm just like, mate, like, give the kid a chance to actually fail. You know what I mean? Give him a chance to fail. And I just feel like, if you look at the games that we've won, he's played a big part in us winning them. You know? Like the assists, the goals, like, he's he played a big part in a lot of our positive results this season. I think we've only lost one game with him starting, and that's um, that's a madness if you think about it. So the fact that he's not playing more games is a bit weird for me. Um, but we go on to penalty shootouts. Um, I just want to say that the five penalties that we took were insane. <laughs> like insane, insane quality. Insane quality. You've got Palmer and Kunku, Gallagher, um, Mudrick. And who scored the final one for us? No, it was only four, in it? No, it was five. Was it? Petrus saved the last one. Oh, no, no, you know it was four, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, it was four. So the four pens were top, top draw. Um, yeah. And I just feel like that moment for Petrovic, 
because I, I can't lie, he didn't feel with much confidence when I saw him on his debut. Not the first, not his um full debut, not his his his, his debut um, against Brighton. He didn't feel with much confidence. Um, but clean sheet in his first game didn't really look out of place, and uh, obviously a penalty shootout save to get us through to the um, semi-finals. Massive, massive for him. Um, what, what what's that saying for Sanchez though? Because for me, I don't think Sanchez's position is safe. I think Chelsea should be looking at getting a replacement goalkeeper. Um, what, what are you man saying? Like, I think Sanchez is out for a couple of weeks, so maybe it's a time for Petrovic to really stake his claim. But what are you man saying? Are you still looking for a new goalkeeper? Sanchez surplus to requirements. Um, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't lie. That that brother's been messing with my mental health. I swear to you, bro. Like his, <laughs> I swear to you. The last, the last like few games, hey, know, bro. With, with the ball at his feet, I'm telling you, like he has absolutely, bro. he he has given me the craziest anxiety. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's levels. Whilst I do like his size and I like the way he commands the box, I think his handling is really good. Um, and yeah. he's actually a pretty good shot stopper. But I don't know. I just feel like. The way Poch wants to play um, out the back um, and build up from from deep areas, he's just not good enough with his feet. And unfortunately, unfortunately, in the modern game, that is a big, big part of of, of a goalkeeper. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, man, I I don't think he's quite levels. To be honest with you, I, I've given it time, I've analyzed him, but I don't think he's yeah. quite. Levels. Um, Petrovic doesn't fill me with much confidence though, because he's just not big enough. But yeah, on the ball as yeah. well. Yeah. On, on the ball, he's very mistakes are wild. Yeah. But what I would say about Petrovic on the ball, if he doesn't trust himself, he just kicks it. And that's what I love. That, that yeah, if he you doesn't know trust what? himself, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. it. He's he's lumping it. And for yeah. me, I've said this for a very long time. Brother, just clear the ball. If you're not sure, just clear it. If you don't rate yourself, that's a good trait. That, that, that's, a, that, that's a good point because then you can flip it back here and say that okay, maybe I'm being harsh on Sanchez because Sanchez does try to play every time, which is what yeah. the coach obviously wants, but yeah. he just doesn't quite have the ability of like Edison and like Addison to always to like get it right. I, I know Alice, I know them two don't always get it right, Alice but Sanchez, ah, yeah. oh, no, so I've seen Sanchez hoof the ball out of play. Six seven times in now, howlers, howlers crazy. He, no, no, like the match, he makes regular howlers, and yeah. I think it was against Brighton. He passed it to him like four times. I, bro, bro, I, bro, I, bro I, he kicked the ball out five bro, times in 20 kidding. minutes. Bro, I was counting. my head was, I was fucking. Man United, Man United was a fucking madness. Man that United was, was a complete, yeah. a complete crime against football. Every single kick. Was going out of touch or going to United? Yeah. I yeah. could not believe my eyes. So yeah. I completely agree with what you're saying. There is a, a degree of bravery, and you applaud the bravery in what he's doing. But I'm sorry, it is haram. The way that I'm seeing that shit go off the pitch, putting us in danger, giving the ball to oppositions regularly, I can't accept it. I can't accept it. And Look, I think he's actually a very good passer of the ball. Don't get it twisted. But I think he also has extreme bozo moments. And those bozo moments are too often for my liking. 
They're too criminal for my liking, and I can't accept it. So Chelsea should definitely be looking at a new replacement keeper. Petrovic, number two, I'm Gucci. But Sanchez, nope, 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 nope. I, I, think, I think there's talk of Rams, though, ain't there? Oh, my God. That would just... Yeah, that that would just was, yeah, that would... I'm that would... On my life, if that happened, I'm done for the season, bro. Done for the season. Done for the season. I think, I think with that Petrovic... That's one of the most stupid people I've ever seen. If if Petrovic can just prove that he's actually quite good concentration-wise, I think that will be enough for him, to be honest, because I feel like he probably is decent at all the other stuff apart from the the kicking. But like you lot said already with the kicking, I think the team will kind of clock on very early that, you know, it's not his strength. And I'm hoping that, you know, if it is, if, if the pass just 100% isn't on, um, he will just kind of, you know, kick it downfield and that. Because I feel like I just need to see what he's like with the with the corners and stuff like that. Because that's normally what a lot of keepers struggle with in, in this league. They struggle with a lot of the physical stuff, like corners and crosses and stuff like that. And he's a massive keeper. So I don't know, man. We, we need to see, like, how he is, because he is mad young, isn't it, as well? Like, he's super young as well, so... Yeah. For a keeper, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that... that well, not many that, That's the thing, so... Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, that you might know who I want. Marcy yeah, Boca. I don't want... <laughs> who I want, yeah? So, if that man want to right the wrong of the former establishment, cool. Bring back Marcy Boca. Otherwise, I don't want to talk about any of these other guys. I don't want to hear about Ramsdale, none of that. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But his save today, Petrovic, that is, was sensational. Um, that's a top binzer. That, and he, he got up to it and tipped it round. Massive, massive save. And obviously now Chelsea are in the last, um, last four. Um, obviously West Ham and Liverpool play tomorrow. So we need to decide when that's going to decide who other teams play. But I don't think the draw has been done yet. Um, but Chelsea have a big opportunity to win a trophy this season. Massive opportunity. And Poch, I felt in Poch. Ah, oh, fam. <clears throat> this is a massive opportunity. If you don't get to the final, at least, here. here. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm sorry. Poch needs to show me something. Yeah, it's, it's a big opportunity. Something. There's... There's Liverpool and West Ham in the other sem- in the other quarter tomorrow. Uh, I think either of those two teams would be hard. Um, but what, what you yeah. think? What so what? Liverpool, okay, Liverpool, cool. What West yeah. Ham? West Ham, Demi, <laughs> we are Chelsea. No, oh. no, 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 bro, bro. I hear you, I hear you, but bro, David Moyes is oh. the king at a low block, bro. <laughs> that can get real sticky. And on the transition, you yeah. see what they can do with, with their PMP. Like, it won't be easy. It definitely won't be easy. But I, think, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, it's a good opportunity. Poch, I think we should, at minimum, be getting to the final, definitely. I think the I positive think... about... The, the positive will be that um, somebody like Nkunku will probably would have had a few more matches by then. So, that would be a good thing, I think, for Chelsea, anyway. Like, I, I do think it's a big opportunity. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, you know I'm saying fullbacks will be back. You might even have more midfielders back, like, Poch could go into the final, semi-final, sorry, with a strong side, like a strong side. Like he might not have that many men missing. So, yeah. 
and in my and Jan and Jan window as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and, and sorry, I was gonna say as well. Even if we do get to the final, let like let's be very honest. Does Poch ever win finals? Really? Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> team, but, oh, like, yeah, like, it still needs to prove. Like, it still needs to prove it. Do you get me? Like obviously, obviously, remember, they, remember, remember, Tottenham got to the final against us. We snuffed them at Wembley. It was quite comfortable yeah. to be honest. Liverpool stuffed yeah. them quite comfortably in a Champions League final. Um, uh, yeah, like I don't know. There's still there's still some something to show there from from Portugal. Eden, I mean, Eden, like, Eden, like, Eden and Costa though. Eden and Costa though. So I like. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Come the, <laughs> the good days, yeah. isn't it? The good days. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after after the win tonight, we get we get back into regular scheduling. I think we've got a game against Wolverhampton on the twenty fourth. Christmas Eve, I believe it is. Um, wow. What are you man saying? Because Wolves are in good form, you know. Wolves are in good form. And um, I'm concerned. I can't lie. I'm concerned. And it's mad. How am I going into these games against Wolves and that concerned? I just... what what? Okay, but first things first. Now we've got, you know, Gusto back. Matson played at left back today. Can you please tell me your team for the Wolverhampton game, please? Mm. I, I think Anyone? I probably played the same way, um, but with Gusto right back, um, and that's it. To be honest, I think I probably still have him can go on the bench and just ease him in. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably use go with the same team, but with Gusto right back. It's Cole uh, injured. Oh yeah, if he's fit, that that is if Cole's fit, by the way, because he obviously came off today. Um, oh yeah, Enzo, we don't know about Enzo. I don't know what yeah. injury he has. He, he, even uh, if Cole's fit, I'm sitting him down. That's my boy. Yeah. I'm sitting him down. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. him down because I'm I sick of it. I'm sick of it being. I'm sick of it. He needs He's to, my boy, man. Brother, I need him to sit down because what the fuck. He's playing at left back, and you can you can see he's at least thirty percent of the player that he is. Oh, I um, agree, man. It's cra- it's crazy to me, and I just feel like generally it should be a bad issue. Chill, um, um, Colwell centre back pairing moving forward, um, or in this season if you want to rotate and uh, rotate them, man. Fuck it, rotate them, man. If you if you still feel like you need experience on the pitch, rotate them, man. But Cole shouldn't be playing left back. That that's for certain. That's for certain. That that he wasn't even poor today. He wasn't even poor today. But he wasn't great because he can't be a great left back because he's not a left yeah. back. Yeah. So it, it's just very simple. It's just very very simple. Um, even Matson today injected some thrust on the left hand side. I think that's important. Think that that's important. I I think I feel like Poch really values Chilwell's like dynamism, like his ability to just like get up, up and down. If that makes sense. Um, obviously, we know Kukurea doesn't have that. Um, so like I don't know. I, it, it might, I'm trying to rationalize it a little bit, but maybe I'm struggling because what's Chilwell doing there? Yeah. What's Chilwell doing? Maybe, maybe without Chilwell, he thought maybe like James would be the one. And then yeah, we can try yeah. rationalize it. Yeah, you, can't, you can't really because Cole doesn't bring any athleticism. Um, like he, he's got a bit of strength, got a bit of speed, but he doesn't bring that up and down energy as a fullback because he's not. Yeah, Matson 
can. So it don't make any sense. And Matson, what everyone's talking about, he's short this, he's short that. Bro, he had Danny Rose at left back. Danny Rose and Matson are the same height. What we're we talking about? Like, I just I don't get it. Like it's mad. It's mad to me. I don't understand what's happening here. But I don't me, make again, any it's sense. The, again, it's the bravery, bro, because look, like I'm not being funny, yeah. Matson is technically a very good player. Like he's technically a very good player, bro. Like he's he's so good in possession of the ball. I think um he can beat a player. He's 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 good for pace. He's good for recovery, far from lazy, really hard worker. Like, I don't know how many people watched him last season, yeah, but this guy wasn't just part of a team that got promoted, bro. Like, he was literally one of the best players on the pitch for Burnley, like, when they played. Yeah. Defending and going forward. Like, he, like company was his manager, bro. Company was never going to have him just, like, not defending and doing his job. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this, the kid, he's improved, man. Like, I don't, I, I don't get how he's not had a, a chance at left-back. It's insane to me. It's actually Kukurea's insane out. to me. It's, it's crazy because Kukurea is now out for three months. Chilwell's out until the new year. We don't know when he's... If I don't see Matson, I'm, I'm, that's big questions on Poch in terms of yeah, the, the circumstances right now. The circumstances bro. right now. Like, no Kukurea, no Chilwell. Bro, it's, it's simple for me. I'm just like, look, you can't complain about injuries when you've got ready... Placements right there, and you're ignoring them. You can't, t- like, I'm not hearing it, I'm not accepting it. You can't say, Oh, we have to play Cold War left back because we've got injuries, or we have to play the Sassy right back because we've got injuries. I'm not hearing it, I'm not hearing it. I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear that. shit. If you ain't playing players in a position where they should be playing, I don't want to hear no complaints when you lose. I don't want to hear none Liver- of that. Liver- Liver- playing left back, you know. Borowski. Come on, man. Like, we have like, to do that. Let's be serious, man. But anyway, um, I want to get a scoreline prediction for Wolves because away from home, Chelsea tend to fare better away from home. So what are you saying? That's on Sunday, 24th of December. But by the way, they're not in good form. They've only won one of their last five. Um, I was going to say it might be a messy game, Shems, you know? I was going to say it might be a messy one. It might be like a... Because oh, we're, uh, we're at their ground, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going for a one more draw. They're not a low block team though. You know that. I know, no, no, but we, 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 we're not we're not we're not clinical. I don't know. Wolves they're, they're, away. They're Wolves at home. Even though even though we've we've been bad at home um this calendar year, I, I don't know. I'd be somewhat more confident if we were at home, but I just feel like going away winter I don't know, cold cold Sunday afternoon. I am not feeling in, 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 in the Midlands, yeah. A cold I, I, think, I, I, think, I think we might beat them still. I think I think because they're a bit more expansive than the other teams, I think what they're gonna do is I think Gary O'Neill, he likes to he likes to try and play. I don't think he likes his he's not one of the managers he likes his team to just sit back and do all that nonsense even though they're the they're the team with maybe maybe less. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, I mean our records aren't too dissimilar. They've won five, drawn four, lost eight. Chelsea have won six, drawn four, lost seven. So not too dissimilar. Goal scored per match, 1.2 for Wolverhampton. Chelsea, 1.6. Goals conceded per match, 1.7 and 1.5 for Chelsea. So it might be a high-scoring game. I'm thinking maybe a 2-1 Chelsea. Maybe a Mujic, Mujic versus Tomato, yeah? Yeah, I think yeah man. Yeah, I might, might yeah, have to talk him up, man. Yeah, man. Why not? 
Might have to run it up, bro. Because and Kunku brace, yeah. Say no more, man. The free oh. one. Quick free well, one. I hope, yeah, I, I hope. I hope he. I hope he grabs his goal, man. Because I think today he already showed that with that opportunity with Sterling as well, where Sterling overhit a bit. I'm thinking, yeah, you're in the right place, my guy. I, you see what I'm saying, like. <laughs> Like Jackson wouldn't be there, bro. Jackson wouldn't be there. That winger, yeah. bro. And that winger. Right winger. You get it. So that winger, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm All right, score score prediction, Shemi. One one draw. And Jay? Nah, I think I think if I think Nkunku starts and I reckon we get no, I think yeah, I think Nkunku starts and I reckon we probably beat them three one. And Just I'm a random gonna, one because that's what Chelsea are right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for a two-one Chelsea. Two-one Chelsea. Jackson and Kunku. That's what I'm going for. All right, you man. It's been a pleasure. Nice. Um, hopefully, you guys have a merry Christmas, and we are greeted with three points on Christmas Eve by Chelsea Football Club against Wolves. Um, we'll be back again next week after the festivities and hopefully back into more football and some positive results. But yeah, and take it easy. Window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, take it easy. Peace. Uh, there. There. Sports Social Podcast Network.